Welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review, the film review podcast which well and truly knows there's only a finite and limited number of ways to introduce a film podcast. Yes, we're just some idiots with children and microphones shouting our opinions about movies we missed while our kids were young out into the endless void of space and occasionally bouncing them directly into your ear holes as we sometimes swear and totally spoil the movies we talk about. This week's episode is brought to us from the mind of Dan, with the top five based on a true story, a review of Paul Fagg's A Simple Favour, and finishing off with Kids Treat. Definitely the Kids Treat. <laughs> Masters of the Universe Revelation from the mind of Twitter flirt Kevin Smith. All that's left is to introduce your host this evening, a quartet of quarrelsome copulators, Sidey. Dan. Good evening. And the returning Howie. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Me and Jeff Bezos just come back from the moon. Right. How and, was it? Uh, it's all right. He's gentle on the on the, on the approach. You got to be backpacking shelves immediately afterwards, though. Now, some some of our more recent listeners may uh, not know a lot about you. So, you were the man who uh, introduced Brighton Rock to the podcast, weren't you? Which still well, I don't. I'm sure that there has been a film worse than that. Are you going to say Cats? Um, I, I I believe, based on the fact that that was deemed one of the shittest films yeah. in both the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook comments and the podcast itself. Yeah. And I, and I it's a new listen. low. Yeah. It was nice. I felt really. Sort of Have you seen it? No. Oh, you should. Oh, I should. <laughs> based, yeah, absolutely on, should. based on the review, I don't have no <laughs> urge to see Judy Dench get a hairy muff out. No. A cat muff. No. Right. And you also introduced us to the idea of Margaret Thatcher being a sex object way before that became a cool thing. Well, you know, fashions change, but style and stale sex <laughs> tapes remain. So, yeah, that should give the, the, the listeners a, a little flavour of, of you. How yeah, it's you? a real rounded approach to my persona. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher, sex tapes, being banged by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of really does sum me up nicely. Super. Has anybody been watching anything? Yeah, I've watched a, a, a few films. Eh? I've been busy this this week <laughs> yeah. with films. As well as the homework, Yeah, I watched another film on iPlayer right. called The Gangster, Cop and Devil. Now, it may be a recommendation, this. I really enjoyed it. It's a Korean movie and a cop and a gangster have to team up to catch a serial killer. I won't spoil it anymore right now, but... Check it out. It's it's a couple of hours long and it's it's really entertaining. I started to watch a film called Ridiculous Six. The Adam oh, Sandler oh one. god, is that the yeah nah. yeah? Okay, so started didn't mm. finish that. I think it was about ten minutes in. I where... did actually watch Big Stan the other day, which is a Rob Schneider. It's not, but I think he's in both of those. But yeah, well, right, was terrible. that any good? No, of course no, not. No, no, awful. No, well, they, this this didn't get get through no, say, sort of 10 or 15 minutes I, like I watched another movie called rose island kept on coming up on my netflix as a recommendation and it's based on a true story of how a guy uh, in italy built his own island effectively uh, an oil platform but i've um, seen that yeah, yeah okay so i watched that um it's precarious at, it, at best yeah it, but you know it was an interesting idea and the, the fact that it got to the un and they actually couldn't find anything wrong with what he'd done because he'd followed all the procedures and right. he'd, he'd, he'd even got water and everything for mm. it. It's the only invasion Italy have ever made and and, and gone on and blown something up and, and started off. That's, I've just bought it for you. But I mean, that, that's, 
that's kind of how it goes. Sorry about that. And I watched a film last night with Aidan Brody, Adrian Brody, Aidan. Adrian, yeah. Called Detachment, which is him playing a substitute teacher. With and a detachable leg. With, <laughs> with uh, just that kind of transient feeling of a, a, a substitute teacher that, that right. comes in. But he has a little more connection with some of the students. But it wasn't one of those cheesy ones where he's, you know, it's a load of rough kids. And he wins them all over. He wins them all over. There was a little bit more about that. Film it's a good actor. Then, he is. Got, yeah, got a nose though, any. All right. Ooh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's quite an audience. You're abusing it. <laughs> so yeah, that that one, but definitely gangster cop and devil. I recommend you you check that one out. I I, I watched a film that. So I've, I've, now that I'm living at home full stop and don't have a life outside the house, we have a, one of those elliptical trainers. So I'm making the moment motion now, looking like I'm giving hand jobs to yeah. people. But yeah. you know what I mean, elliptical train. And I put a film on, and I'll watch it in 45 minute sections because that's all directors want. They've yeah. always done their films. That's their vision. Yeah. 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 yeah, um It's like it's like when you watch the movies on ITV4, and they put the fucking news in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah it's really important. That, so I watched Guns Akimbo with Daniel. Radcliffe. I saw that. Yeah. So I, I, I <laughs> that was an interesting one to watch. I didn't mind it to be honest. But... I enjoyed the way when it started. I was like well up yeah. for it, and I kept thinking, "Look, he looks a bit like you." Me? Yeah. He Radcliffe. was like in his pants in a dressing mm. gown. I imagine you're there trolling people. It's not a million right. miles off. It's yeah, not, yeah. is it? So, well, I'll, in what, this one, he plays it. he plays a man. Yeah, Kodu who has guns bolted to his hands, mm. so he can take part in a sort of um, death match, death real match. life yeah. crime syndicate type thing. But how do you type with guns? On well, it? that's quite a lot of the film is the, right. the comedy involved in him needing to go for a piss with guns for. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've watched some drivel, but I really enjoy watching three hundred and three hundred Age of Empires. You know the yeah. Save them for the based on the true story. In my, a bit. Well, my my boy told me that he just watched that as well this Wh- week. Which one? Three hundred. Yeah, the three hundred yeah. Age of Empires is a bit it. rapey, but three hundred is a homoerotic. Action. So yeah. you've got you've got a balance you, there. You've got all you want. You've got all you want <laughs> in that series. Yeah. Honestly, they're both great. I love, <laughs> <Yeah>. love those <laughs> movies. I, I do too. I was just like it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. You'd love them buff guys in... Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen them yet. It's like real-life He-Man. Yeah. Riggs, what do you watch? We have started watching Good Girls. Anybody seen that? It's a Netflix comedy thing about... It's got Christina Hendricks and... Christina Hendricks? Massive boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Men. Mad Men. And two other actresses that I can't remember their names. And basically, they kind of, out of boredom and necessity, end up robbing a uh, convenience store... And they're quite sort of suburban-y mum sort of thing. And then they get sort of further sucked into a life of crime. It's quite funny. It's very easy to watch. Yeah, I, I quite recommend that, actually. Cool. Oh, we've just been watching loads of YouTube stuff. We're really hooked on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rabbit hole. Uh, I watched endless hours of cycling content. And then we've just discovered, well, as well as the, the Ghost Town Living one that we watched, that we've just discovered doing up a Chateau one. So it's like the Channel 4 series. And in fact, it's been on the Channel 4 series, but it's the ongoing saga of them doing up the chateau yeah youtube's dangerous i'm trapped in a rabbit hole of carpet cleaning car cleaning japanese house building and furniture made out of mdf Mm. it's a real insight into the inner workings of my mind yeah i mostly like to watch videos of things being broken so i don't know if that's (laughs) stuff that goes into a blender stuff that (laughs) goes or doing stuff in a vacuum is also pretty cool (laughs) dying we we have a top five to finish off 
Yes, last week we which had was movie trains. Yes, and Dan, this would be a good time for you to drop a train pun if you had one. If I had one, I would. I I've would, used them all up last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I've run out of steam now. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Leithley, he gave us the Lady Killers. He was talking about around King's Cross. Mm. I'm assuming he's not talking about the Dog Awful. Yeah, remake. Um, remake. I'm he's assuming he's we're talking, talking about, about the original Ealing classic. Yeah. And we had the bonus thing of using his favourite word last week. Defenestration. Well. Defenestration, yeah, so that's good. In the uh, recent weeks, we've had defenestration. Pete said soliloquy. Yes. Yeah. So who was that prick who gave us the one-star review that we oh, liked so much? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Fran. Uh, he would be loving this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's definitely still listening. Piercy gave us source code, which was, I think, a Duncan Jones one with Jake Gyllenhaal. He kind of keeps going back in time for nine minutes sort of thing. I really like this movie. It's really fucking silly, but yeah, I did really enjoy it. There is a big scene on the train, isn't there, where he jumps back Well, the whole thing's on the train, isn't it? It's about a train blowing up. Um, I'm surprised that Sidey's missed uh, Spirit. Oh, yeah. Which one? We've the, the film, the proper one. Yeah, we've seen that twice in the last couple of days. Yeah, Stallion of the where the train cinnamon. goes down the hillside. Yeah, yeah. I think we should put Piercy's source code yeah. in. Uh, go for it. Go yeah, for that. Nice. Yeah. At one top five down, and this week's one, Dan. This is what you picked. Yeah. I'm good at picking top fives, yep. and uh, and that's a true story, as are all these films. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I get drawn to these films. I get drawn to a true story. And something a little bit extra when you know it, yeah, it really it happened. Is. And sometimes they don't tell you right to the end, and you it kind of blows your mind yeah. even more. And other times it, it's it's up front. And you know it's it's a true story. So I'll I'll kick it off with a film that I watched recently called Nomadland. I don't oh, know. you've seen it? Have you? Yeah. Okay. And Frances McDormand. Yep. Yeah. And she is basically living out of a van, as do many many people who work around different jobs at different places during different times of the year and live in these communities of of vans and Mm. things. And it was just an interesting story of, I suppose I think I'm quite ignorant about this. What do you mean? Big, big, like, so like touring parties uh, and vans. No, like individuals that meet up on the road every, you know, few months or something and they'll find themselves all working in a big warehouse at amazon for for three months or something and then that work's finished oh right and i see and they move to they the next have transient. to move on to, right. to the next place and they support each other hmm. it's, a hard life really. it's, a, it's a real community they're they're nomads they're mm. they're moving around they have no home and it's not so much that they don't have a home to go to because you you see that the characters actually have you know, family that say, why are you doing this? Why can't, you know, you can stay here, you can do this. And they're quite affluent and, mm. you know, whatever, but they just choose not to. It's not their life. And, they're they're and living whatever, a nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. They and for, literally... for whatever reason, they prefer this mm. kind of life to, and it's not an easy life. You know, they talk about everybody's got a bucket because that's what you're shitting, like, you know, and everybody does it. And they've got all these little tips on how to make the most out of, 
that existence and mm. and where the next job might be and and all those kind of it's very much like the man cave we've all got a bucket here we've during, all got during, the, during, during this recording one yeah. of us is shitting well <laughs> you know, any it, moment we've limited resources here but that won the oscars as Cleaned well up, didn't yeah. it yeah it's it's a slow-paced film i mean it's not any action or anything in it it's just in it's one of those films just keeps you watching because mm. you. Well, it sounds like it's shining shot. a light on something that you don't really. I mean, I'm not really aware of this phenomenon insofar, but I can understand what you're describing. Well, I, but. I remember years ago when I I travelled for for many years just around Asia and things, you're and lost. you would see people. <laughs> yeah, you would see the same people on the on the route. You know, you would see. That's it's such a, a big country <laughs> or big thing. You know, big. Southeast Asia is something huge, you know. But bigger you would, than that, Dan. It's bigger than that, you're right. <laughs> and you would, it's such a big country, it'd be quite small as well because you mm. would bump into the same people and go into the same place. You were drawn to the same areas and things. And this reminded me a little bit like that, although it wasn't, you know, space in America and everything. I'll go for one then. Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. Is that Have you seen Apollo 12? <laughs> 11? 10? Uh, this one... There's no such fucking thing, Flat Earth. ...is an example of, I think, really great storytelling because even the first time you've seen it, you know the story. Mm. Or a lot of people would have known the story. And I've seen this multiple times and every time you still get that, fuck yeah, you know, they made it back. It's it's my favourite, Tom Hanks. He is often, I find, quite mundane and boring, but I love this one. It's really good. And the chemistry of the three guys is great. It's kind of sci-fi without being too sci-fi. And they lived to tell the tale. Have you? Um, it's the only film I've seen on an IMAX. Oh, it's okay. amazing. I've never seen anything at IMAX. Yeah, it, it it was the only film I know that was filmed specifically for that entertainment because it's it suits the the, the grand the, scale of it. Yeah, yeah, the rocket going up. You yeah. see it because obviously the, the the IMAX screen in London I, I went to I think is something like five stories high. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, that could be exaggerating. It's at least thirty stories high. The screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's up to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was a true story. I believe so. Yeah. Dog Day Afternoon. Anyone seen that? Yeah, it's a Sydney right. Lumet joint uh, starring Al Pacino. Gino, and yeah. it's based on a real 1972 Brooklyn bank robbery. And it kept many of the details of real life, which are really quite extraordinary, particularly the motivation of the robbers, which is for Pacino's Sonny, who is a, a Vietnam veteran. He needs to steal enough money, which in those days was two and a half thousand dollars, for his wife, Leon, man, to have a sex change. It's a really incredible it it starts really as just this kind of three amateurish guys going in and then it's the bank job that goes out of control Pacino is of course magnificent in it and Sidney Lumet's direction is like very steady and then very violent when it needs to be and it's just such an extraordinary story they changed a few deal parts of the story for the movie the particularly the ending so in the ending Sonny Pacino's character sells out the, his lover Leon in, in exchange uh, for a plea bargain and then that put him apparently in bad the real Sonny when he was in prison when the movie came out and the prisoners saw it they were like oh you sold him out and blah 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 so he was getting a load of hassle yeah so he, he had a reputation wow. for rap but it's a terrific movie yeah, I don't, have you yeah. seen it long time ago yeah, yeah. it's this 1978 yeah, something like that it's an older one it's good now my movie choice, I thought of you, Dan. Okay. I thought of Friday Night Lights and ah. the trauma that goes with you. 
<laughs> yeah. And this I wanted to put this to yeah, right because was. you wanted a story yeah. where they win. Now, remember the Titans is that film for you. Uh, Denzel Washington, 2000 film. At summer of 71, the newly integrated T.C. Williams High School in Alexandria, Virginia. De- Denzel plays Herman Boone, a black head coach who was supposed to lead the black high school's football team. He's assigned to the coaching staff under a current white coach who previously led the school to be basically the best team ever, the high school of fame, all that sort of stuff. To placate racial tensions, they basically decide to change course and name Boone the head coach. Now it goes, it's that classic... All the black players, all the white players, they hate each other. Boom brings them together. You think, how unlikely, blah, blah, blah. The quarterback is this US white, you know, like the the model pupil. Yeah. yeah. And he leads them all the way to the finals. And just before the finals, he gets hit by a car crash. Lol. And becomes a paraplegic. Oh, dear. Watches them from the hospital bed and they, let's win it for him. And they, they do win it they for lose. him. Oh, right. they win. But... While celebrating the victory, he's... So So basically, the true story is Jerry is now unable to play due to being paralyzed from the waist down. Team goes on to win, uh, mount a comeback in the fourth quarter. It's all that sort of hero stuff. They win the state championship. He remains paraplegic for the rest of his life. He then wins the gold medal in a shot put in the Paralympic Games. And when you see the bit afterwards, that explains that it's all a true story. But then he dies immediately afterwards in another automobile accident caused by a drink driver. Jesus oh. God. So the, the film starts with them all around the graveside as old men type of thing. But it's proper. Hits all the cheese. Yeah. There's wow, singing. Yeah, it's, it's the, there's a memorial the service. standing up on the there's, back of the neck. There's, there's, the, there's the racial tension that's sorted out by a good old sing song. Mm. You know, all that sort of stuff. You need to watch it. It will right the wrongs of Friday Night Lights. Right, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I've got one about this little boy who was left home alone. We've already had that nominated as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, right. I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave that one. Life of Pi was a book that I read actually first and then there was a, a film that came out Yaman Martel I believe wrote the book and this was based on the story of an Indian family who owned a zoo in Pondicherry in India and were then moving that zoo to Canada or, or somewhere across the water where their boat gets into a huge storm and nobody survives apart from one life raft which has one boy on it with a tiger and uh, a couple of other animals that they slowly get picked off by the tiger i think one of them is an orangutan injured and things and it was it was a it, it was quite a an ambitious film actually the way they shot it and everything because it it seemed to use cgi and, and everything to to obviously make the the animals come to life as as much as possible, but when you think of this being a true story, and actually the well, that's the part really of it the idea the end, of the the book, isn't it? It's, yeah, and and the film is like whether he says it's a true story. Actually, they strongly hint that um, he was in a boat with a number of other survivors, and one of the guys went rogue and killed them all. They were the animals. They, Yeah, so one of the chef, I think, was the orangutan guy, and the donkey was one of the others. His mother or, or whatever yes, it was, yeah. It was, and, and the insurance company who needed 
to assess the the situation and speak to the the one survivor when they come to give him the the story and everything he says look do you really expect me to to believe this mm. that there was a tiger on the thing and he goes okay well the other story is and yeah. exactly like that he puts he changes the animals for people and says write what you want to write and the insurance guy thinks tiger it is then <laughs> but yeah a, a really lovely film yeah i remembered I remembered remembering liking that. And then when I said it on the pod a couple of weeks ago that I liked that movie, my wife was like, no, you didn't. You hated it. You said that the, <laughs> the book was miles better. So I've been called out for that. But I remembered liking it. So I should watch it again. What should we go for next? So many, aren't there? I there, mean, that's it. It's narrowing yeah, it all are down. Lots and lots. The King's Speech is a film about some doofus what can't talk proper. And it's a good one, yeah. I think. I like it. I've yeah. got it on my list as well. Jeffrey Rush, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Thrush and Collins Girth. It was the guy who directed Cats. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Which yeah. one was better, do you think? <laughs> I would say I think, The King's Peach. I think this one just shades it. It's. It could have been a really dull thing mm. of, you know, just some guy not being able to talk and, you know, and getting stammer. coached through it all. But somehow they managed to weave this far more entertaining tale. Making um, me feel sympathetic towards a member of the royal family was yeah. really quite some achievement. Take, they could do with some PR like that now. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's it's highly entertaining. Do you reckon if Andrew just develops a stutter now, the whole <laughs> fucking yeah. children yeah. thing yeah. will yeah. go away? Can, how Instead of just sweating. Yeah, yeah. no sweat, no sweat, no right, sweat. Let's move on very quickly. <laughs> That's what he said. Gorils in the Mist uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. is about the naturalist Diane Fossey, played in an Oscar-nominated performance by Sigourney Weaver. She moved to Rwanda to study gorils and devoted herself. <laughs> to, and, and she was advocating for their protection from poaching. Amazing oh, scenes. In a saucepan. Yeah. <laughs> It takes a long time to poach a gorilla, man. Really does. Do you shave it first? You have to start while they're asleep. Otherwise, (laughs) there's definitely a YouTube channel. I think you have to to put them in the freezer first so that when you put them Mm. in the water, it doesn't shock them like that. Exactly. Monkey brain. Beautiful scenes of Africa. I can see Dan's like chomping at the bit. You probably love this movie, do you? I I do love this movie. And and Sigourney Weaver, I know, is still... You uh, know Sigourney (laughs) Bloody hell. I'll just leave that there. You should get her on the pod, to I, be honest. I, I, know that, I know that she's still passionate about goals and um, and conservation and things. And maybe it all stemmed from this film. I don't know. I haven't seen this one. That's good. Yeah. Plenty really? of gorillas in it. Okay, good jerky. gorilla content. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. If we ever did top five gorillas. <laughs> this would be one of the one films. One of the films, um, yeah, for um, sure. So true films. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Scott. No, no, uh, truly awful film. Yeah, oh. one that I watched a couple of months back on Netflix, The Highwaymen with Costner. And I really Arthur. like that. Film. Yeah, I did yeah. too. This is about the hunt for Bonnie and Clyde, All right. and it's really worth watching, merely for the fact that at the end, when they show the real footage of Bonnie and Clyde being brought to justice, it's horrific. Mm. Why? So what, when what they, happened? so when they were, sh- you've seen the infamous, or you may have seen the infamous photo of them both shot yeah. to pieces in their yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. So the car was towed into the local city, the nearby city. What with them? Still with them in still it? in it, and the locals all crowded round, like to get to touch them and mm. grab them, and the, they basically had a crowd control problem where people were reaching into the car and ripping chunks of hair out and crying hysterically, you know, like to get memorabilia. Yeah, and the film's quite good for the two main characters in that they were both very much anti-heroes for the moment mm. they hunted and tracked them down and wanted nothing nothing afterwards mm. they just wanted to go back to the normal lives and the, what they did was pretty it, they were basically reapers they were death dealers weren't they these two yeah. men they were sent out just to get the worst of the worst yeah. and they did it in a 
for the even at that time an old fashioned way of yeah they, they were two retired dudes weren't they manhunters um, Woody Harrelson's yeah. an alcoholic I think yes it, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of redemptive story for yeah, him as well yeah. isn't it but very very much worth the watch on yeah. Netflix the it's highway on my list that yeah okay yeah I've I've seen it yeah. advertised but I, I hadn't locked into it yet so I, I will do there was a film that. I watched probably about uh, a year ago called Lion. I don't know if any of you got round to seeing that. No, Dev um, Patel. I've wanted to see that. Yeah, I will see that. Um, we should nominate that for the pod, actually. I, I, I would to like to. About. I'd like to because it's, it's, it's one I'd, I'd visit again. It stems around a boy in Australia who realises he's, he's adopted and is trying to find his his past roots and things which are from india and the story is that he and his brother when they were young they got on a train and he fell asleep and and never found his family again and it was a really lovely film as he retraces his steps and the, the small bits of his memory to try to find how he can do that and using google maps and all that kind of thing is as the technology changed to to try to piece together more evidence of of who he was and where he came from and everything Based it's a tearjerker yeah it's a tearjerker and it's uh, it's brilliantly acted by by dev patel as well so th- that that's one but i've got so many so i'll, I'll also mention papillon which is a, another classic film we've mm. talked about on the pod before they've redone it i'm talking about the original with dustin hoffman and steve mcqueen it's henry Cherry, the the guy who got accused of a murder a bad guy on the wrong side of the tracks, but not a murderer ends up getting sent to uh, French Guyana and, and repeatedly escapes and, and tries to get away, ends up on Devil's Island and still trying to escape. There's another book actually after Papillon, they never made into a film. I couldn't understand why, because it's a great uh, film called Banco and it's the further adventures when he gets to Venezuela and, and goes to live there, which is brilliant as well. Got lots of, lots of really crazy stories of, of this okay. guy's life uh, it was all based on a true story yeah yeah as as these as all this, are. this this <laughs> <laughs> when he was in venezuela did he see don toretto and become part of the family and drive fast cars have you seen the most recent one i want to and i have seen a trailer of yeah out of space yeah it's amazing. <laughs> actually driving a car in space <laughs> it's wearing uh, diver suits that's yeah. not a true story, though, I don't oh, think. But I've got a, uh, a duo of kind of journalism true story films. First one, Spotlight, is about... Oh, um, I haven't seen it. The Catholic yeah. Church and kid fucking. And it's... Oh, if, yeah, you should definitely check that one out. And then a real, real classic, All the President's Men. Mm, Robert Redford. Yeah, and Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. which is the, the Watergate scandal and all that. And that is a real classic. That's mm. a f- proper favourite of mine. Which we don't need to talk endlessly about, but even the clothes are very fucking cool. Mm, Both, suits. but those that sort of thing again. It's about being brilliant at storytelling because it it can be a very very dry thing of you know people working for a newspaper tapping mm, out stories mm. on a typewriter. You've you've got, you've got to, to you've got to be good at making tap that into, into deep something. throat and all the rest of it, haven't you? And get mm. all the parts of the story yeah. that that are important in that. Yeah, Argo, incredible, glorious, breathtaking. Yeah, Ben Affleck's hair was wonderful <laughs> in the movie, but the rest was painfully underwhelming, actually, given all the hype about it, because it, it cleaned up, didn't it? 
I fell asleep this one. Yeah, it's, and didn't go it's back only to okay, it and it's such an intriguing premise that is apparently based on a true story where the CIA set up a phony film production company and then successfully established the pretense of developing this movie Argo, which is a sort of science fiction thing in the vein of Star Wars, to extract six members of their, I don't know, country. Yeah, from Iran. Yeah. yeah, they needed to, to pull <clears throat> extraordinary out. story that just um, really failed to come off the screen for me. Particularly, it was yeah, yeah. Argo cleaned up. Yeah, it was strange, wasn't it? That this one Affleck's so hair got best directing. So. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it was strong, strong hair game. Uh, Hidden figures was Octavia Spencer and another couple of ladies. I can't remember their names. It's the true story of the mathematicians and I did oh, get NASA. their names. Yeah, it Catherine Goble Johnson, Dorothy Vaughan and Mary Jackson, uh, three black women who worked for NASA. It's, it's a good film. And got film. none of the credit for doing all of the work. Yeah, and it's a story that exactly that you you didn't see in your history books, but it was there and it deserves shouting mm. about. Even though the film kind of mashes together the truth a little bit in various ways, the story is so interesting It's and worth publicising. The ridiculous toilet scene where she has yeah. to go... Re- that's true. That's horrific. I know. I know. And then, of course, similarly, there's a disclaimer at the start of this movie that is Anchorman that says (laughs) the following is based on actual events only the names locations and events have been changed (laughs) (laughs) I'll go for just go for two quickly we've got a big list Alive which is the apparently true story but playing rugby I know that there are people that would eat you I was going to say it's just an initiation story isn't it yeah they'd have been trousers down willy out bite your cock off (laughs) and that would have just been at the security check in yeah so I've i on various flights when you're on a rugby tour you always look for those that you would get the most out of in yeah. terms of food nourishment mm. props usually yeah who would you, you go for first in here me i wouldn't go for dan dan's sinuous yeah dan, dan much, is sinew i i'd maybe i don't know sidey's got nice legs Thanks. i'm sure there's a bit of meat there that i could go for <laughs> buttocks i'd probably go for first apparently yeah. you could cleave buttocks and the rest of the meat doesn't go Okay. Well, that is worth knowing. (laughs) But the other one I'd go for is Rocket Man, which is sort of based on real life Elton John. But obviously, the. Oh, I thought you meant the guy with the backpack. Oh, yes. (laughs) The Nazi era Rocket (laughs) Man who steals the backpack and flies around. Well, if that's true, then that's a worthy. What, The Rocketeer, are you talking about? That's a great movie if you haven't seen that in a while. Was that Mel Gibson's? No, no, no. no. Who who was the first director? Right. That's a look up when this is over. I'm sure that that was an early directorial debut. Great start, if that's true. Okay, we'll have to try and find that out. Is it come round back to me? I, I was just about to say oh, Rocket Man and the main Dexter Fletcher press gang, which will always be associated with. But Jamie Bell and Elton John is played by Taron Egerton, Taron Egerton mm. and he does the singing. Yeah, yeah. well, he sing, he's the gorilla in. He did I'm Still Standing in Gorilla's in, in sing, the Mist. Sing Two's yeah. coming. He's in the trailer, which is the opposite to the kind of the Queen biopic where they just use Freddie Mercury recordings mm. and flicked it over the top of. Yeah. Mm. But I, I really enjoyed the Rocket Man bit. Does he look like Elton John? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And it particularly looks like him when he's very grim and in the middle of his drug addled ways. All right. But it's a nice one and it's just it just seems to work really well. Yeah. I like a bit of Elton. Some Which song. bit of him? Well, the song oh, songwriting. Okay. I think that's by the other guy who does songwriting. He just sings him mainly, doesn't he? Elton. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah Bernie, Bernie, Bernie does the writing. Bernie, Bernie does the writing. Yeah. yeah. All um, right. Fuck you. Okay, Jesus. just putting you in your place. Wow. Uh, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw money ball. I'm only oh, saying that yeah. so Sadi can't say it. Who's gonna say <laughs> it? Stop my list. Yeah, I know. Really it would have been. Yeah. We've talked about it on the pod before. It's the Oakland A's rise to victory using Card nothing cutters. more than than yeah, counting stats. cards They're and, just, and just stats. Purely based on stats. Never, yeah. never mind anything else. But it was a fantastic film. I've watched that three four five it's times on my watch list oh really yeah yeah, on yeah. well on my watch have you not seen it no oh, man, man, so you good. mentioned it so, so long ago on his watch list it's, it's a really good one to watch strange now is when you look at that film and you look at jonah hill now mm. it's like not only has he lost low weight but he seems to be taller as well he's basically round in moneyball he is yeah. fucking vast and i was watching something something's popped up on another of my youtube things and it's celebs going Roasting. shopping no shopping oh. for trainers on the complex channel and he's doing the publicity for mid 90s which you recommended and he's there with uh sonny Yulevich, the little mm. skater dude mm. from yeah, that. yeah and i was watching that last night i was like fuck man he looks so good now compared to you know he was let's just say a little bit overweight back in the day but i fucking like him yeah. he's cool he is yeah and and that was that was a a, a great film so was mid 90s which i mm. guess was based on a true story as well loosely yeah it depends how loose we go and i'm going to mention one more just because as i said there, there's so many and i watched it probably two three months ago judy which is the the film judy garland and oh yeah, yeah her her life growing up and and all the things that she was involved with her management who was such arseholes to and effectively got her hooked on drugs at a, an early age so she could just work more but what a talent i mean what a, a fantastic performer the the lady that played her is it reese with her spoon it may have been you wouldn't recognize her though mm. you know it was just it was Judy Garland up there. It was a fantastic transformation. I don't know if she got a shout for the the Oscars. I think for this, she was nom- nominated. But it yeah. was it was up there in that kind of performance where mm. you just that taken away. I'm just going to rattle off a load of names. Rain Man was inspired by True Story. True Story. Raging Bull. True mm. Story. Again, another. One that we've spoken about a few times. Goodfellas as well. Henry Hill. I would say Harry Hill. That's a different guy. <laughs> but Zodiac. Yeah. David Fincher. Yeah. I saw this film in the cinema, but I was the only person in the cinema. It was the old Sydney de France, not I far from where we are great. now. And there's a sequence where he's snooping around, looking for stuff. You'd um, have been Ruffalo's scared character. of shit in there And on he your thinks own. that the guy, the, the Zodiac Killer, is in there about to get him. And in the cinema, I'm like, fucking shit myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have been yeah, super no fucking tense. And it is a great film. I, I inflicted it on the missus not so long ago, and she really liked it I, as well. I... I don't know whether this got great reviews when it came out or because I avoided it based on something I'd heard that it wasn't that good. And eventually I got around to watching it and I was pleasantly surprised. I do like a good serial killer story. And there's loads of great ones out there, you know, in film. But knowing that this, you know, is a real thing and they never really got the guy. And just the way that, you know, writing into the papers and fucking almost boasting and saying what you're going to do is fucking crazy to think that that's mm. fucking real. You're going to start yeah. writing into the Jersey Evening Post. I, yeah. or I have my mail now. My <laughs> my crazy shit delivered door to door to Jersey Post. Catch me if you can. Glamorizes the misdeeds of Frank Abagnale Jr. The movie opens, he's just a kid and he pretends to be a school teacher. He gets away with that and then uh, his father and mother 
get a divorce. He runs away. He starts pretending to be a pilot, a co-pilot, doctor, a lawyer. I mean, it's just a crazy, crazy story. Uh, story. DiCaprio was really good in this. And I, mm. I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't as big a fan of him back then as I am now. So this one... This is probably after Titanic. He was still yeah. that kind of pretty boy kind yeah, of he's kind of. I didn't think of him as like a proper actor. That, actor. that sex appeal, you felt yeah. that he was... He was filling seats with rather than his acting ability yeah. which was unfair because before this he'd done uh what's eating gilbert grape he'd also done the basketball diaries with those um, twins really mm. fantastic you know movies and performances mm. i think they you know they milked him for titanic and and that was commercially a massive success wasn't it i mean yeah it, it, he, that was also based on a true story to be fair <laughs> titanic yeah. wasn't it yeah. um Catch Me If You Can, I preferred to Titanic and it had Christopher Walken in. But I don't know how accurate any of it was. I haven't done any of the research on that one. I assume probably not a lot. Another one that takes a few liberties with real life is Green Book that we reviewed on the pod. And that segues very nicely into another number of movies that we reviewed on the pod that were based on true stories. Can You Ever Forgive Me? It was Melissa McCarthy as Lee Israel, which I was surprised and delighted by that movie it i like that really one. good yeah three dildos outside ebbing missouri i had that <laughs> as well yeah yeah and blood sport oh um, of course yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Up your dukes that's yeah. gotta go <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, based on a true story wow. i mean it's the true story and like you said side he, he the, the the claim that he defeated 52 other fighters in in death to win the tournament would imply a single elimination elimination tournament with four and a half quadrillion participants <laughs> i.e more more human beings than have ever existed <laughs> definitely true definitely, definitely a true, true story yeah. My last couple, The Lives of Others, which is all about the Stasi listening in on people in East oh, yeah. Germany. That's a really good film. And it's Is that the Gene Hackman one or the one no, before that's the that? Conversation. That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lives of Others were at the end. It's worth watching. It's is is a foreign film. You have to look have the glasses on and read the words. Oh. But it's worth watching for the bit at the end. It's it's horrible to think that every East German citizen has basically a data file. On them, we've all got that now. Well, yeah, we all have that now, thanks to Facebook and Google and God knows what. But it's interesting because you can go and look up and see what the Stasi spied about you, and that's partly what the film's about. And my, my, I'll say the last two: Erin Brockovich with Julia um, Roberts, oh, yeah. 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 where she plays the lawyer that fights for the rights of uh, Wonderbra, yeah, and, <laughs> and ensures that everyone in that village knows about her Wonderbra and to do with the chemical spillage of the plaintiff action where she gets basically 96% of all plaintiffs to, to appeal and that, mm. it's all very complicated how legal systems work. And the last one is The Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman as Churchill. I really enjoyed this for the, the atmosphere that it, it portrayed. Oldman goes full character. And yeah. he put, and, but I, I, in my opinion, and many others obviously, he pulls it off amazing and he shows Churchill with all his failings. It's not just mm. some British rhetoric of how great Churchill is, which is part of the film because it is stirring and it shows how he turned those moments of World War Two in, uh, into the British Allied favour. Mm. But his portrayal of Churchill it's is... It's complicated, quite, isn't it? Because he was yeah. quite a racist. Fucker, he was, he was an but... awful human and mm. an alcoholic and pretty misogynist. Yeah. But uh, he defended freedom. Well, it's one of those. Yeah, it's very complicated. Know, as, as with all characters of that Ilk. Like but Margaret it, Thatcher, for instance. Hang on, I've got a boner. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused now. I'm thinking about Churchill. Oh, God. 
It makes me think of uh, our mate Jamie Chambers when we talk of Gary Oldman because yeah, it, was, it was his big fan, his favourite actor, isn't it? Okay, I, I'm going to rattle off a, a few 127 hours. Oh, like the 127th entry in the hours. The the story of how a guy gnawed off his own arm, oh. basically. The imitation game oh. with Benedict Bumberbatch. Bumba I keep meaning to um, watch it and I never get... Really great. You know, it's, it's based on Alan Turing working out the yeah. Enigma machine, which... You know, talk about true stories and things. I think Alan Turing was voted the most important Briton ever to have lived ever. And, yeah, and we, in, in, until we decided to... Him and Daley Thompson. Yeah. We, you know, kill him because he was gay or... or what, Daley Thompson? Into, Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, 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 it's, Revealer. There's uh, a, a few that you've mentioned already one you haven't the impossible this was based on the tsunami that hit in around 2004 yeah. in in all over southeast asia and thailand and everything this was based in thailand of, of one family who got hit with this huge horrible tsunami wave and were were split up and and feared dead and eventually found themselves again through the the aftermath of this absolute tragedy, you and McGregor, Naomi Wood, is yeah, it? and you and you and McGregor, yeah, it was decent. I was I was in Thailand at the time, there on an island, and my mum and dad were in Phuket at the time with this as yeah. well, and were caught right in it. I mean, it was all up in it, yeah, really, wow, underwater and all sorts. So it was it was quite hard to watch actually, first time around with it with those emotions bubbling, but it was a, a decent movie, yeah. Cool. A Beautiful Mind is about maths, and that's good. Schindler's Lols is always a treat. Frost Nixon, anyone Frost seen that? Frost Nixon, yeah. Decent. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Quentin Tarantino says that The Social Network is the best film of the noughties. Well, he's wrong. I did like that movie. Yeah, it's a big claim, That's though. a big claim. Uh, and I don't like Jesse Eisenberg, so it can fuck off. Yeah, uh, Into the that. Wild was also uh, John very good. Yeah, um, yeah. That's he, who's the actor that... Emile Hirsch. Emile Hirsch, yeah. He yeah. dies. Spoiler alert. So I've got some more, but it really is. That's plenty to be getting on with. There, there is. Life of Brian. <clears throat> Life of Brian. <laughs> Surely true. <laughs> I've got two that are, are linked. And they're the, essentially the same story, of course, is Cool Runnings, which is the true story of the Jamaican bobsledding team and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh, which God, obviously yeah. they're the same. Ed Gain. <clears throat> yeah, well, he was part of the inspiration for it. Ed Gain and Elmer Wayne Henley. So, uh, so, so many lots yeah. and lots on watch on which on watch to choose i've i've you know i could i could run through the theory of everything wolf of wall street 12 years a slave a beautiful day in the neighborhood another one that we reviewed for mm. the pod hacksaw ridge no, we didn't, didn't oh we, we did the we did the kids show yeah 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 no right yeah. hacksaw jim duggan's ridge hacksaw jim duggan's <laughs> ridge the doors and amadeus rock me amadeus yeah okay amadeus. right let's this is an epic nomination fest, but what we're going to put in Reeks? A blood sport. Yes. Howie. I'll go Highwayman because I think people should see it because it's good. They should. Okay, I'm going to go Lion. Okay, I'm going to go All the President's Men. Wow. Right, we've got we've got plenty for everyone else out there to choose. So let us know. Hit us up on on Twitter, Google, Instaface. <laughs> <laughs> No cheese. No cheese. Today. No cheese, no cheese jingle. No cheese, no cheese jingle. Mm. Sad times, sad times. I would not have been comfortable eating cheese today with the state of my face. Uh, yeah, 
you know, chewed through the skin. Yeah, you? dentist lols, and I've got half a. I feel like I've got Bell's palsy or something what, like that. What did you have done? Uh, it's supposed to be having a crown, but it didn't right. fit, and then I had two fillings on the other side, so the whole fucking thing is like frozen and uncomfortable. And the thing is, you can't actually taste the cheese and the other things. The flavour. And that the, segues the, very nicely, actually, the flavour into a simple favour. Yeah. They uh, spelt favour wrong, didn't they? Well, only in the American release. They did actually release it correctly in the UK with the U in it. Oh, okay. Because mm. I didn't like typing it and having the red underline oh, saying I spelt it wrong. And I fucking haven't spelt it wrong. No, I, I've spelt it F-A-V-O-U-R. Okay. Yeah, this was actually a film that a friend of mine, Lionel, had watched and recommended to to me to watch and then i passed it on to you another bbc iplayer one they've thrown out some good movies actually at the moment and but it's just on there they didn't make it no <laughs> yeah it's yeah just... but they host some good movies you know yeah they, yeah, they, yeah, do, yeah. they, yeah, they yeah. do seem to find some some crackers on there but was this one of them this was paul fague's sort of comeback movie after the disaster that was ghostbusters the female ghostbusters yes. see i like that and everyone knows slabs i don't it. mind either i think it's yeah. all right it's yeah. like I twice. given it a chance it's all right dan yeah. give it well it's okay. dog shit right thanks Reeks. Um, you just saved me an hour and a half yeah. too well two of us liked it so they, yeah well, he's outvoted okay right well uh, but yeah so this was his sort of i don't know if it definitely was the first one that he did after that maybe timeline um, seems about right yeah. yeah opens with a french cover of andy williams's and these like soul bass inspired sort of geometric shapes and patterns of stilettos crunching yeah. on stuff and i was like okay i'm definitely on board with this straight away great music start great you know highly reminiscent of like the posters that they used to do of like North by Northwest mm. and the shining and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like really good. So yeah. And then it, it like cuts really suddenly from that to a school drop off, doesn't it? And she's, you know, it, it, it's sort of quite a disorientating start. Yeah. We, we eventually meet Anna Kendrick's character. Stephanie um, Smothers. Stephanie Smothers, who is, one of those mothers who signs up for everything. Incredibly organised, Incre- probably runs a WhatsApp group. Mm. Oh, definitely. And she's dressed cakes. And- she's dressed very sort of twee and mm. kind of cutesy. And yeah, she's super enthusiastic about everything. Yeah. yeah. And mean- the other parents are kind of a bit dismissive. Well, well, they don't like her. They're annoyed by her, really, yeah. aren't yeah. they? Her chip her enthusiasm is, is... I would just, have been in that group. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you are in that group yeah. with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when somebody's just a bit too happy all the time and wants to sign up for mm. everything... Terry and, and Yeah, it seemed to be trying a little bit too hard. I think it, it came across. And she's also a vlogger. Yes. Can you imagine the audacity and arrogance of people to just set up <laughs> I know yeah. this is going <laughs> <laughs> some sort of like free sort of channel and broadcast their idiotic views who, who would sign up what for kind it? of idiots yeah. uh, she's a vlogger yeah they get a lot of hits vloggers don't yeah. they yeah I'm I guess. all about YouTube at the moment and, and she vlogs about mumsy stuff really yeah, I doesn't she wasn't really sure what it's, I thought it was cooking yeah it was mainly recipe based she was going to cook something with zucchinis, which reminded me that I had some courgettes 
in my backpack and I was worried they'd gone off so I, had to, I quickly paused it and ran out so that was, that was quite handy <laughs> that, is handy, yeah. <laughs> that gets this an extra mark <laughs> uh, but then it kind of lost half of that mark already by calling them zucchinis have oh. you ever had a zucchini muffin that's what they're for that's what these are yeah. for I'd take them home to make a cake I, I had one at work it was you can make cakes out of them yeah, yeah like a carrot cake but with courgette instead because they're very moist I can burn time water. is really flying by isn't it in our lives <laughs> Let me off this island. (laughs) Her son is, Stephanie's son is Miles, and he wants to have a play date with his friend Nikki. And Nikki is the son of Emily. Don't you find play dates as just a fucking ball ache to organise? No, because you just say no to them. That's what I do, and you end up being... Grumple Stiltskin, an isolated Yeah, but child. it's much easier, like, having a play date, as long, especially if you've had the kid round before, yeah. they just fuck off and they you don't have to do each other out. Yeah. I've and got four round tomorrow. Weirdos. No, well, two round. Two in, he uh, prints mine, Andrew. So yeah. Two, yeah, no, I can't two. really <laughs> include the two that Mike's. They're nearly always around. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they live there pretty much. But uh, <laughs> Emily does arrive. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Blake Lively is. Can we is talk about her Emily. for a moment? We, we, we can do, but she also doesn't want this play date to happen. She wants to go drinking. She wants to go drinking, and she wants to do whatever the fuck their the kids aren't doing. She just um, says fuck right in front of the kids. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't give a fuck. Whoops! But she, whoopsie. I have not seen her in anything before, other than chat shows and whatever. Mm. Because no, I for, didn't know. She her. is astonishingly beautiful. Yep. In this, like. And She's that, fucking phenomenal. What an ugly family they have. I know. Ryan Reynolds in tow. She's, but what else has she been in? She well, she's was Gossip in, Girl. Um, the Green Lantern, she, wasn't she? She was in that. Was she? Was she? No. no. Ryan Reynolds, well, Reynolds wasn't was she? She's in the one with the great white shark, which she kills. Oh. Uh, Jaws. Yeah, and uh, other okay. things. Assisted of the Travelling Pants. She's she's not unattractive. She's very attractive. Yeah. I also have a bit of a soft spot for Anna Kendrick too. Mm. She t- I thought she was a bit too thin in this though. She does have a kind of sometimes a little bit of a gaunt look on her yeah. face, um, and she's only little as well. Misogynistic so. to talk about now. No, or? I think um, we can definitely do that. I think she should definitely get a boob job. <laughs> <laughs> when they get back to Emily's home, it's one of those like GQ type apartments. It's just amazing that you could just never imagine a child ever being in like because it's all glass mm. and open spaces like and the, marble the kitchen and... nothing's ever been cooked in that kitchen yeah that sort of thing yeah and of course there is also a huge picture of her on the wall Real sort bush of shot. from her vagina upwards yeah which is not the sort of thing you see every day um, imagine that with kids and they'd be like what's going on here yeah <laughs> it's mum's bush yeah. well well emily is is a very different kind of mum to the other parents that are around and in fact she doesn't really engage with the other parents and her and Anna Kendrick's character is Stephanie Stephanie quite the odd couple and and raises an eyebrow when they start becoming a little bit friendly because she's not a drinker really I mean she doesn't want to get as drunk as uh, in the afternoon she mentions as, that she's had Emily a couple do. of martinis over eight years or something like yeah. that you know, and, yeah and suddenly she's on her four for the afternoon mm. and and um it's a bit of hero worship from stephanie isn't absolutely it, isn't it? it's yeah. a weird relationship yeah. sort of... well it gets weirder <laughs> yeah it, it does yeah. get weird did you bit... notice at one point she she goes she says oh, she she necks one of the drinks emily and says i need a real fucking martini and yeah. she just goes and had drinks neat gin i, I never <laughs> drank a martini I, I didn't know what so 
you can have it with vodka or whatever, mm. but this one's literally just a bottle of gin. Did you notice the gin? Yes, aviation it's gin. Aviation gin, which is yeah, Ryan yeah. Reynolds gin. Yeah. And just a, like a bit of lemon and she just fucking chins that. Yeah. I hate gin. I like gin. I like a gin and tonic, but just yeah. gin. Have you ever oh, no, sh- God, it's like drinking awful. perfume. Yeah, it's fucking Yeah, it's yeah. a choice of tramps, right? Yeah, so she is a real booze hound. And Stephanie's getting plastered, and she's uh, telling a bit about her story. So she, she says that she's a widow. Her her husband you get a flashback. her brother yeah, her were killed in an awful car accident. The car was fine. It wasn't an awful car. No, that's true. The car was <laughs> yeah. actually a good car. It looked like yeah, a nice it, car, but it was, it was just car. great it was a, after it hit the wall. It was a, it was a terrible accident. And but she's very manipulative and is able to tease out more than she really wanted to. Well, you wouldn't want to disclose there. this. No, this bit of information. So, she uh, fucked her brother. Yeah, but she, which oh, is uh, hang on. Do we get to that brother. bit yet? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Well, we we're almost there. Where she's she confesses that she fucked her half-brother and her husband found out and then took him and... Uh, possibly the and, accident wasn't an accident. It wasn't an accident. Yeah. It yeah. was... And they, also her son was possibly the step-brother's the step yeah. son as well. Yeah. yeah. There was lingering doubts there. It this was, was quite a taboo revelation. Yeah. yeah. What is essentially the, the hero in this story. Yeah. Straight-laced. And, yeah. and Emily actually really likes that fact that she's but, fucked her brother in and it's how suddenly did you feel about i assumed i just immediately pictured you at home just going that is fucking hot <laughs> uh if there'd been some time travel involved and they weren't, <laughs> they weren't related at that point then it's fine it's i've thrown you with that no I? it's just it's fine <laughs> because all you've seen up to this point is this really pr- too prim and proper mm. irritating fucking dweeb and then to find out that she's got this massive skeleton in her closet, you're like, fuck, why? I didn't see that she's coming. She's a brother you know? yeah. fucker. Yeah. And, she and is a brother Emily fucker. just calls her from there on brother fucker all yeah. the time. Yeah. And, and then they become a little bit closer and uh, to the point where... They go Emma, out and about, don't they? They go out and about. Stephanie takes a photo of her. Yeah. And she's in, not in cool park. with that. No, she no, loses she's it. she's really not cool with it. She, she loses it. She says, what did you just do? And fucking delete that now. And you're like, oh, fuck, they're not quite... That pally just, you know. No, that's right. Just yeah. a photo. I and mean, you're mm. someone who works in fashion. Well, especially as well. Yeah, she's somebody who works in fashion. Yeah. She's got a high-powered job as well. She's been trying to empower Stephanie. She's told her Don't off. Don't say sorry. She's told her off. Yeah, it's a fucked up female habit, she says, of apologising, which she does constantly throughout the film. And then obviously at a crucial point later on, mm. not apologising opens doors for her. She... We learn. We also learn a little bit more about Emily and uh, Nikki's home life when Sean is the husband who comes home. The husband wrote a amazing debut novel ten years ago, and he's yeah, done fuck all he's since. He's done nothing else since. And they have this weird relationship where they're sort of really horrible to each other, and yet they're passionately kissing in front of their child, some other children, another adult that they've <laughs> yeah, full just on, met. full on snog face, lovely. And and so it comes to a point where. Emily asked Stephanie to pick up their son from school. There's two title drops, one yeah. right at the start. Yeah. And and then they do it again later on. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought I just stood out because we just recently talked about that. Uh, I'm just asking for a simple favour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the simple favour is, as we'd have all done at some point, is to, yeah, your kid can come back to mine for a couple of hours after school and you'll pick him up afterwards. And that's what she's expecting. <laughs> is she just sort of 
phones the husband and says, yeah, I was just wondering because Emily, you know. Well, the husband uh, has gone to London. To yeah. His mother's had a fall, right? So That's he's right. out of the picture. So Emily's had to call. So she's like, I'm busy at work. I'm sorry. Can you pick up? Yeah, she asked me to pick up a kid. And, and then she's goes, and that was four days ago. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I would be alarmed after like two or three hours. I'd be phoning up saying, are you coming? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Four days. It's quite a yeah. long time to leave it. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she's called work and they can't get hold of eventually the dad, who I wasn't even sure about where he all kind of fitted into this, but it was he was with his mother. She was ill. Mm. She had taken a fall and he said, yeah, I, I will get whether... back. Mm. I will get back to you straight away. And he's good to his word and, and yeah. does that. And in fact, they start hitting it off. Well, she's a little Emily's bit. supposed to be in Miami for work, mm. but she never... Never rocks up there. No. She never rocks up. And, and so we... Stephanie Smothers breaks into her work, basically, or she takes it upon herself to get in there. And that's where well, we she's, meet. She's observed, she's overheard Emily on the phone to her boss, just telling him to fuck off. Yeah. You know, just, she's just so fucking rude to him. And she just says, look, sometimes with a big, powerful guy, you just got to go for him straight away. Otherwise, they'll walk all over you. So when she goes to the work, she and meets him. They're and he... belittling her and being a prick. So she fucking takes the advice. It's the first sort of signs that she's, she's learned from Emily how to deal with these situations and she fucking gives them a load she calls him a cheap from tom ford or something yeah. like that which is like a super offensive to him his um, name was dennis nylon <laughs> <laughs> i've been laughing about that all week and he's this was rupert friend and he i quite i thought this role was really good actually because it was just enough of a caricature but also close enough to mm. something that was real life that you could, you know, because it was the big flamboyant fashion designer. It's, it's easy to go too big, too crazy. Yeah, go one. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah. Or, yeah, or okay. Zoolander. Yeah, yeah. You can go that sort of route. But they have some pretty spicy dialogue, but eventually... She does break into her office. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. comes out with some kind of clue, but before too long... So we... That's right. No, it's important. Let's keep the faith. It? Yeah, it says yeah. got to keep faith or got to yeah. have got to have faith. It's a photo of Emily that says got to have faith on it. Yeah, I was just going to say when she goes into the office, I was shared her frustration at that receptionist. Awful, wasn't she? That receptionist was just all, basically an. Please hold. How can yeah. I direct your call? Please hold. Oh. Just staring at her. Yeah, she just kind of puts the phone down, doesn't it, and, and, and starts to to show a little more assertiveness mm. there, and and carries that upstairs. And we find out actually there's been an accident. Yeah, it really starts to escalate very quickly this yeah from here so yes it was was a little bit reminiscent of the movie we watched last week anderden in the in the sense that oh yeah got towards the climax the whole plot starts going like that's true actually really kind of builds up fast so there's a body been found off in a river or is it a a summer camp yeah yeah and it, it seems to be the the body of Emily. Emily. Same tattoo. Drowned. Ring on the finger. Yeah. 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 And 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 so in Well, they have a funeral, don't yeah, they? They have a funeral for, for, for Nick for, for Emily. And the son there's quite a, a good scene here where the son, Nikki, is beating up Miles, Stephanie's son. Yeah. And she goes across and instead of kind of berating him, she just sits with him. She's really empathetic. It's quite a gentle moment. Yeah. But anyway, it's not so gentle when she consoles Sean, Emily's ex-husband, by fucking him. Yeah, she pipes him off. Mm, yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, the... She starts wearing Emily's clothes. That's Yeah, so it, it goes... She goes very much from 
vlogging housewife very keen community member to you're shagging the widow yeah. that seemed very quick how yeah. that happened well it was yeah. and, and tongues were wagging in the community i think it was yeah. it was one of those bits of gossip for the community that they'll be like geez can you can you believe that's all happening can mm. you believe that's all happened and stephanie's been adoring of emily's lifestyle as well exactly and you know the beautiful house the kitchen that mm. she never cooked in that she's obviously a mad cook and and would love to have a, a house like this a in a kitchen. and slowly starts actually taking over more and more of the role of the mother of and the, the role wife. of the mother and the wife to the point where she's enjoying it she likes a brand new massive wardrobe and and all the trappings of the luxury life emily had been enjoying yeah there's the police are doing a bit of investigative work as i'm mm. sure you you know would happen in this sort of scenario and there's a sort of amusing scene where she's trying on one of the dresses mm. and can't get out of it when the door rings and she can see through that it's a big glass door and she can see it's the police and it's yeah it's quite it's quite a low cut well number, it, it, it's, it's a, a little it's a little black dress isn't it that she's got on and she that, can't um, she can't do the zip it's, it's a knockout thing that you would wear to a, a glitzy you wouldn't be wearing uh, it in the house in the middle of the you day you don't wear it in the house in the middle no. of the day she i don't think i would wear it at all i can't put it you off. would ah. if you're all alone you're telling me that you yeah. wouldn't just try <laughs> a little number um, so she has to speak to the the officer yeah and the, he's already a little bit yeah he suspicious. smells a rat. detective yeah. somerville he reminded me of somebody like the guy from the wire a little bit but bunk yeah there was a certain element of bunk to yeah. him because he was obviously a stylish guy mm. does, and he had a bit of a sense of humor does at what point does the life insurance money get mentioned now Is it so now? Yeah. he he tells that well she he, he asks about, about relationship. the relationship yeah. and she says they fought over money and he says that well that's interesting because they took out a four million dollar life insurance policy on emily right before she died that would definitely yeah, raise alarm, some alarm bells, bells. yeah ticks mm. a lot of boxes mm. yeah i mean it's a perfectly reasonable solution or excuse comes in the fact that i did they talk about it was her influence that made them reconsider what they were what they were doing maybe her vlog or, or something had mentioned and then they said oh based on that we went then to get this no it was dennis nylon it was dennis nylon, yeah, dennis was nylon it? rupert friend the, the fashion designer said that the investigation is looking the wrong way by looking at the husband and they should be looking at the at stephanie a bit more so it was just that yeah, that was but, tipped off to some but there, there was a reason why they just got this that it was sold to her it was explained to to her because she went to the 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 husband why the hell have you got a four million pound dollar insurance thing and she said he, he gave some excuse. I can't remember that she bought it anyway. She was like, "Oh right, okay, that's that seems reasonable. It wasn't um, as crazy as that." So he was able to explain it away, yeah. and and so and I think with the fact that she was actually enjoying the life a little bit yeah but while she's enjoying the life he's getting it on with the teaching assistant or so we're led to believe also well um, stephanie starts to explore emily's past yeah and she goes to see the the artist who painted the picture of her vagina yeah and and this is all it's the big reveal it's not her vagina <laughs> it's it, in tandem with that she's vlogging her 
journey That's to all right. the housewives as well, which mm-hmm. proves to be a Hiya, key mums. point. Yeah. And, and it's, it's going up there. Did you see the count of she had like 600 followers or 400 yeah, followers yeah, yeah. and then it was like 1,000? Mm-hmm. Because the videos are starting to become almost like a private detective. Well, well, exactly that. Yeah. Well, also, because now at this point, and this is when this happens, as she's starting to look into the painting that yeah. you were talking about, she gets a thing through the post saying, brother fucker. Yeah. And then she gets a phone call from Emily. Yeah. Who's uh, dead. Who's dead. Apparently, but is not. And her children have been saying to her all throughout. Seen her. Mama. Seen her. Seen her yeah. at the school, yeah. She told me to give you this. It turns out when she goes to see the artist that the painting is not actually Emily. It's of um, a twin sister. And she sees the yearbook. Yes. Which has the two the photos. The Faith. artist is played by uh, Linda. Well, there's three of them. Sorry, the artist played by Linda Cardellini, who I quite fancy as well. So. You, you've waxed on about her before. She was in Avengers Endgame, yeah, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was in the R's where I originally... Did you play Velma in Scooby-Doo? She did, yeah. I've seen different variants of that Scooby-Doo thing. On, yes, there yeah. are a number of interesting... <laughs> yeah, Bobby Starr plays her Twist in a different, different version. <laughs> If you want to check that out, uh, it's definitely worth a look. Yeah, so, uh, God, this bit is now starting to get quite confused because in the yearbook we see three, Hope, Faith and Emily. So now we realise there are triplets of... Hope, Faith and Emily. I mean, it's charity, isn't it? I mean, she's changed her name there somewhere along the line. But, yeah, now we have an explanation of how the police and authorities may have mistaken... Emily's body for Emily rather than well, they say that she twin sister. She, her system was f- full of heroin and yeah. booze and, and what have you so someone was was a junkie yeah mm. um, no that's right yeah Faith was a junkie yeah Emily was Hope wasn't she yes yes yeah Emily was Hope Faith was a junkie they burnt down their house. The father was abusive. Their father was a, an abusive asshole. Yeah, so they murdered him. So they murdered him. And and this was their dark secret past. And this mm. was this was something that her sister then kind of wanted to blackmail her over a little bit. And, and the original plan to... was just to reconvene. Yeah, and everything to be okay. But in actual fact, she'd gone off the rails and decided that actually to get some money, she would blackmail the sister. She wanted a million dollars to you know to keep this secret yes and so she had to go yeah and yeah there, she wasn't getting a million and actually it came to the point where she thought well the life the insurance is on here we've they? had the same tattoo the mole very, on the other yeah it was a very a very uh slight difference i think there was a sign for hope and there was mm. a sign for faith or within yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. tattoo it's also revealed that at this although they live in this fancy house and they everything's very flashy they did have money troubles as yeah, well yeah so they were gonna basically insurance fraud four million four million yeah to get some money and back. the husband was in it i think I yeah mean, he, he was, yeah, all he up was in, in, he was he in was, on it yeah he, and he until was, he wasn't yeah well we, we start to to realize this is quite an unhinged character now she's she's which one? She's done murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, because Stephanie has lost it at this point. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. She's, she's gone madness. completely and utterly insane trying to take over. Yeah, they're the trying to take and... over the life of. And, and, and well, we now have right secret microphones, hidden cameras. Emily throws a wrench in the air and, herself a, and then just indicates that Sean, her husband, had been 
Beating her. Beating her up. The insurance company won't pay out, which has driven everybody into absolute overdrive. Mm. Then there's some weird thing where Emily is trying to get Stephanie to confess. That's with all the hidden cameras and everything. So they... It's a bit of a Mexican standoff. And mm. yeah, you're right. They're trying to get the confession out. And she reveals that actually she's turned all the microphones off. She knew about the microphones. Yeah. She's turned them off. And so she then is going to make it look like a murder-suicide. So she shoots her husband. That- but then it's revealed that there's the hidden camera. And so she and is this then- is And she's been vlogging live. it. She's live vlogging. Yeah. Streaming. Um, vlogging a dead horse. And so she goes outside and she is then hit by car emily is driven by one of the disgruntled parents earlier and he says america's hybrids silent but deadly (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable yeah it was and and that kind of then pans to we we find out she goes to jail and that the the husband writes another book which has become very successful and the vlog has got quite the vlog a few views. has got a million. She's yeah, she's got a million views. She's dating someone now. else. She's not obsessed with the husband now, but she's got a million followers, and it's being developed into a TV show. Do you know if you got she's a also million... part-time private dick? Yeah, I was reading about YouTube views. So a million views gets you about two grand oh, in revenue. Yeah? A year or a month? Or Dude, just from a million views. That's what you get. Oh, just a million grand. views would get you two grand. Uh, right, so based on grand. our downloads, 38 for carry the one <laughs> pie. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you get this ending text and some sort of little montage things of Emily playing basketball in jail. Mm. And then it, she's got 20 years, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. And, and then it says it, it was a true story. And actually, that she's doing okay in jail because she's she's a decent kick-ass. basketball. Yeah, yeah, she's she's one of those people that will not be trampled on. Mm. And even in jail, she wasn't backing down. This was a woman who who really wanted to take it to others. And yeah, she's very yeah domineering. Alpha. Alpha. Why, why why did they say it was a true story? It wasn't a true story though. Really, no, was it? No. No. It's like, I guess they do Fargo, Fargo yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think there was part of it that when they videoed, that actually was true, wasn't it? That she did get filmed shooting Who? her husband. This is based on a book. It was, yeah, but I think that, that was a, a story in there. that I'm, I'm sure I read that. That part was true. So maybe not. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. I didn't, I, I think this is a fiction. I think this is fiction. Isn't it? Well, I assumed it was. I didn't believe it was a true story. I I don't think it is. It's based on a a, on a novel. Is that the true story part then? Mm. Yeah, it was true. true. It was based on a movie. Yeah, Yeah. uh, based on a book. Oh right. Well, there you go. Then I actually did think this was based on on a true story for for reals. Maybe it is. What is true though is that Anna Kendrick had thirty nine costume changes in the film. Right. Costume changes trivia. So there is truth in this. Yeah. I, I mean, you do notice that the costume and set design was something I did really notice about yeah. this movie, and I did really like it. And Blake Lively, who we can what talk a great about name, her, but her wardrobe choice because she's this like enigmatic, like almost like a cult figure, and her wardrobe is utterly ridiculous. Like that stuff that she's wearing, it's got like like a detachable front, and then your tits just fall out, which is amazing. If well, the reason was that she played a character in Gossip Girl who also worked in fashion so she really wanted to differentiate the two so she 
deliberately wanted her to wear suits and have a, just a different stylist. I think she I read cool as fuck. It's I think I said. read that she doesn't have a stylist in real life, which is probably quite rare in Hollywood, especially for a glamorous, you know, attractive yeah. lady like that. Do you that. know I don't? No, I can believe that. But yeah, you mentioned that outfit when she takes that sort of fake suit um, shirt thing it's off. It's a bit like a lawyer. And she has the cuffs and stuff. She's just fucking smoking in that bit. Is your wife's a lawyer. Does she ever with the, let's, the shoulder she, pants? She, she wears a hazmat power, suit around me. Power dressing. The, I think in Joan Collins yeah. in the 80s, that kind of thing. The budget for this was 20 million. 20 mil? Yeah. Right, okay. I had never heard of this till you started talking about it on this show. What do you reckon it did money-wise? I, I reckon it's eked over that. Yeah, eked over probably. Yeah, d- double maybe. 97.6 mil. Eek decent. That's more decent than an return. eek, that's, isn't it? Yeah, that's a geek. Yeah, that is that is a, a substantial return. Dan, I think you're a fan of this. I think we we know that from what you've said. Well, yeah, past. I was. It was it was a it was a surprise and like uh, like those before me that hadn't heard of it before I heard of it. I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Did you like it, Ali? I did. My wife had already seen it and she'd liked it as well. So uh, she said, yeah, I'll watch that again with you. And um, yeah, it's something very different to what I would have watched because I would have assumed it was a stereotypical film for women. It's kind of when you hear it, when I heard of all those characters, I don't know, perhaps it is. But no, enjoyed it. It did get frenetic towards the end, like mm. you said, as the plot built up and built up. And there were some areas left to interpretation that... When you've sort of talking about it, it seemed a lot more obvious to me being stupid and perhaps not following it as closely as I should have, like the fact that the dad was in on it. Mm. I thought he perhaps wasn't and well, was just a dick. I, I think they left it open for a good few scenes and they wanted you to try and work it out and, and everything. But I think... Well, it is easy to miss plot points towards the end of the movie because yeah. it is all... There's a it's lot all happening. happening. It's all happening, and yeah. I, I did think it was... I know it's a film and you have to enable disbelief, but the way that she, Stephanie, became a mother and a wife, like within like an hour. Yeah, I it felt that, quick, didn't it? Yeah. And I think that was part of the the shock and the 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 situation that she was finding herself the in. That, yeah, the pace of it that it all happened so quick was was particularly shocking, and and then for some of the situations she later found herself in because she thought the woman was dead and they they seemed in love or, or certainly getting a strong connection at mm. one point and you thought well okay you know they got kids around the same age he was always much more so, kind of present and and connected and had more in common with her than his actual wife it seemed other than their passion for each other he was the more responsible and he was the one that would see things and, and having a meal down on the table and things were, were things that he seemed to enjoy. Mm. But he wasn't getting that. Well, with, the, with, with you say wife. that, but there wasn't actually really a recognisable like human being at all in this movie. I mean, like none of these people felt real or like they had any depth they were just a kind of collection of kind of lazy stereotypes and other shit i, I don't know the, I, I i believed um like blake lively's character yes she was hot and cool but they kissed that is as well not, don't forget that they kissed that's not a character though hot and cool that they kissed yeah <laughs> i don't yeah, know they did kiss weeks it just remember that bit 
Have that bit when they kissed? Yeah, I do remember that bit. <laughs> I, I didn't like this movie. Well, I have enjoyed talking about it, though. And yeah. on paper, there's a lot to like. Brother fucking and ki- <laughs> killing, you know, people stabbing each other over and psychos and people dr- getting drowned. Mystery. In mystery. There's a lot there to like. The jokes such that they were fell completely flat for me. I just found it really painful, like humor wise. I didn't get what the movie was saying about female, female identity or female empowerment. It was saying stuff about that, but I don't, maybe it was me being too stupid. It was just too absurd and too far fetched. And it either needed to like lean more heavily into that or restrain itself and come back a bit for me. It, It was a miss and I wanted to like it more than I did but I didn't find the drama dramatic and I didn't find because the characters were just inconsistent and and contrived and I didn't find it funny so no no well I quite enjoyed it yeah I I did enjoy it I did the the trio of ladies in it um, Anna Kendrick Blake Lively and Linda Cardellini are I'll enjoy watching them not just sexually I just think they're good actresses too there was a scene I don't know if I mentioned it but they kissed that was that was good (laughs) the plot yeah it did it hurtled through towards the end and it was a lot going on and you kind of had to have your wits about you or you could miss Mm. you know a massive bit of plot with you know in in within a few minutes I hated that bit where it's he runs her over and says that fucking yeah that was unnecessary it was like completely out of keeping with the rest of the movie really Mm. and like the soundtrack was good though soundtrack was excellent I thought stylistically it was quite nice as well I I enjoyed it yeah there was a lot costumes were all great I liked all yeah there there was a lot to enjoy I I, you know it wasn't a, a knockout fantastic you know even nine out of ten movie, it was eight and a half. You know, yeah, I, I think it was probably seven and a half. To be honest, I, I think it was it was around that. But it it's it had enough to keep me interested in it, and it was as I believed it still is um, a true story because that's what it says at the end, and <laughs> and that's what my research said that it was, and I, I found that interesting. The fact that this lady had done this and had done this mad she kind didn't of do it she did we're gonna have to google this straight well, google away it, soon. google it she didn't Check do it, it. it's not I, true. I true story more kevin smith related yeah. content well this has been something i'm sure all our children have been dying to watch yeah. or maybe it was us we're not sure has but, any of your kids seen yeah Man, master of the universe Rev- revelations yeah they've watched it all yeah in I think a sitting that nearly caused the nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah, you've that's... got boys, so. Oh, well, oh you've got a boy bo- and a girl. Boy yeah. and a girl, and they were absorbed. Yeah, I think mine would like. I mean, they loved uh, She Ra. So. Yeah. But this is quite different. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, it's a different vibe. Th- this, this is a Netflix thing. It's, you know, really been promoted. And I think there's a, a kind of spin-off series or an explainer thing. I've going watched on, the explainer. Yeah. What was that like? Good. It's got Kevin Smith basically interviewing all the people that do the voices for this star studded cast. Yeah. Th- this is a direct follow on from the original Masters of the Universe. And it really starts like that. Like basically almost in the middle of a battle, you know, as if it were continuing Mm. from a a previous episode Mm. almost. Well, we meet Adam and a a few others throughout the the series. I've... I've gone ahead now more than just. Oh well, we'll have to wind you back because I don't, we, I don't want any spoilers beyond episode oh, one. Oh, you don't. I watched oh, the whole series. 
No, no spoilers beyond episode one, please. Well, I, I've already been told that I'm getting a spoiler. Because, oh, I have to um, whisper it later when the He Man gets stabbed by Skeletor at the end. Yeah, right. Okay, so that we do have we do okay. we have Skeletor. We've got He Man. We've got Tila and Man at Man Arms. Arms yeah. Orco, Orco. Battle I didn't cat. remember Orco. Battle uh, cat. Do you know I had, oh, I had the toy of Orco? Yeah, I had yeah. the Battle Cat toy. Did we see what he looks like under there? He's kind of a Jawa type character, isn't he? He's, he's a floating he's blue, Jawa. He's effect, blue, yeah. isn't he? Oh, uh, did you have any of these? I had Merman. I had um, Fistor. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the shittest was Faker. Faker. Yeah. Just He Man in different pants. Yeah. You had Cringer, didn't you, that turned into Battle Cringer became Battle yeah, yeah, when he laser beamed him. Did you see the, the, is... the, the voice cast for this? It was yeah. really Beautiful. insanely good. Mark Hamill is Skeletor. Yeah. yeah. So that's two rad villains that he's done. Because he, he did the Joker in the animated series of yes. Batman as well. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Teela is the best thing she's done since Buffy. Well, you've got the connection also to Hamill in the Batman animated things. You've got Kevin Conroy, who's yeah. a legend of um, the animated DC Universe voices. Yeah, Lena Headey. Yeah, she, and Liam Cunningham from Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. And the best is Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone, Alicia Silverstone. is Queen Marlena. Henry Rollins, yeah. Triclops. Uh, Tusks, Justin, Justin Long. Roboto. Yeah, and great cast. Jason Mewes. And, and Merman is Oppenheimer. Yes. Now, he was the original. Yeah. Yeah. He's the original Skeletor, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and okay, there's some great right. writers on this. You had Eric Carrasco, who was doing the Supergirl series, which was actually okay for a season or two. You've got Dia Mishra, who did who wrote for Magic the Gathering, which is not something... I think it's a card. It's a real nerd. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a real card mur- murder. And card Tim murder Sheridan, who wrote for those DC animated movies, and he's pulled Kevin Smith's pulled this team around him with this great voice cast. I mean, obviously, we don't need to hide. Everybody absolutely loved this, right? And assuming, well, in this room, yes, yeah. but on the internet, loads of nerds <sighs> blew a gasket about this. About what? Because team, because at the end of this, He Man gets stabbed at the end. Uh, of the first because so it that. is effectively Teela's story for the rest of the series. Yeah, which well, is okay. fine. Okay, but people wanted to see a very a homoerotic He-Man. portrayal of a man in sort of. S&M well, no, but gear. it's only five episodes, so don't just chill your boots, nerds. There's another five episodes coming in this season. I'm sure He Man will be. Yeah, in well, there's loads. There's loads of characters that we have yet to see. Certainly in this first episode, the same thing happened in Shira to a degree. She lost the ability to transform into Shira for a while, didn't she? For yeah. a while. So you know, I, I think it was only at the end of the first season that she gets the power back, and I'm mm. sure it will be something like that in this. And yeah, but they have the power to go on Twitter and mm. voice their discontent about it. Mm. But what they should have enjoyed was the superb uh, animation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliantly reminiscent of what you remember as a kid, but completely updated. Sharper. You know, I mean, the expressions on the on the faces of Beast Man, which mm. is a little bit later on. and I thought and Man, Man, Man and, at and Arms was done brilliantly. Yeah. A grisly mm. older yeah. man and voiced, yeah. as you said, was it Liam Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah. It suited it to the ground. Manny face. <laughs> they're, they're just brilliant. It, it really took me back to uh, a youth where I had a lot of these toy characters and yeah. loved playing with them. Clever. And the writing is 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 clever. Yeah. It's, it's you know there's enough there certainly to to keep you know an adult certainly mm. our 
generation entertained and engrossed in this well that obviously there's heavy nostalgia fest for us yeah, because it we is, enjoyed yeah. it. but it is really well written uh the way it manages to sort of continue the, mm. the in the vein of the old series but introduce new things that subvert some of the stuff like tila mm. being man at arms and that sort of thing you know it's just clever stuff and um, you say there's more to come of this so, yeah so there's five so. five episodes in this series mm. I've yeah i watched the first one today. it ends it has to be because it of the ends ending. on a cliffhanger so they, they it cannot good. end well it could but it unlike i would imagine they probably already made them doesn't end the way right yeah this series leaves you dangling basically you mentioned about introducing new things for example he-man and skeletor's nipples are visible for the first time ever yeah. is that the first time oh it's, seen? Yeah. it's 50 shades of gray skull isn't it it's, oh uh, very good <laughs> very good there, there's, i'm a bit jealous of that yeah right. there's more slightly more adult i mean we look back in the 80s when i don't know it if it is actually i think it, we it's just definitely catering it, for the people who liked it the first time around yeah. whilst also well, keeping you said it your kids went apeshit for it right yeah, yeah. no that's yeah. what i'm saying it's, it, it does it's clever in the sense that it delivers for us and it also is good for first timers I, yeah. I quite like how evil lynn is well develops this character i was going to actually say and be a bit highbrow i'm trying to not spoil it for you yeah but don't i like there's a line i can't remember which episode it is in where orco explains why he's called orco and he says to her and she goes before you say anything oh, well I, my name is not evil lynn i'm just lynn uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and there is a swear there's a swear word what does she call him? A she calls cunt? him a cunt. Yeah, uh, she says, "You fucking flying cunt! Fuck off, you flying cunt!" <laughs> wow. Or which, she, which... she says bollocks. Does she? She says bollocks. That might not be a swear word in America because they don't. Do they have bollocks in America? No, no one does. No, no. no. She could have said wanker, and that wouldn't have translated across the Atlantic yeah. either. So I had the toy of Orco, and it was one of those where you had like a ring pole that you put through him. And, he oh, he was, and it was like oh. motorised and it sort of zoomed along. It didn't mm. fly though, unfortunately. They sell the toys in 101 Toys over here. Do they? They've got... they've, they've what, of the news that He-Man? Yeah, He-Man Revelations. Mm. And the, the Skeletor character, they've still yeah. got that weird bulbous head. Mm. You but, used to get the ones where... Wait, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> you could get the ones where they had like, the armour and then you could whack it with a toy and spin yeah, it around yes. and it'd be yeah. damaged. Yeah. Yeah. They, had, they had a twist action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Was, yeah, Manny, <laughs> Manny face, you turned his his head mm. and you would have a different kind of yeah. uh, face face because it's like many faces oh, yeah oh, i get it now yeah oh. but I, we should talk about the things like in this particular episode things that i enjoyed were like the animation sequences with that giant moss man and then he gets fucking just incinerated mm. like it's yeah. quite violent and then the way we're introduced to skeletal where he's sort of announcing himself <laughs> and his grand plan and he's he doesn't even get his whole name out does he and then before he's like stabbed or something by the mm. sorceress or thrown to the floor mm. and you know there's just loads of clever stuff it's and kevin smith you were saying he's a polarizing figure but they can't they must be very happy at Netflix and I, I think Mattel. This came, I think this was <laughs> this was number one when it came out. You know, it, mm. it was the most popular thing on. Be interesting to see the, and they'll never do this, but the 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 viewing figures for episode one compared to the final episode of the series, mm-hmm. because a lot of people were fucking bitching and moaning about it, and I did see a lot of posts from Kevin Smith defending it and basically telling people to fuck off if you don't like it. Do one, you know, go and make yeah. your own shit. You know what I mean. So I suspect that the viewing figures might have fallen away well, a little bit, but I fucking loved it. I watched the whole series 
not in one sitting, but it's certainly in one day. Like I smashed yeah. it. It was great. Well, was I can't remember, but have they alienated a big market by only showing it on adult profile? Do they? I think He Man has been rated at twelve plus because of the bollocks. It, it, <laughs> he Man there's, bollocks. Some, there's some kid fucking in episode four. <laughs> Right. Yeah. There's this character that can't sweat because of a war injury. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's something to do with the Prince of Eternia. Yeah. Know, yeah. Something weird. But no, I, I, I think it's only on the available because I think they've watched it on my profile rather than theirs on Netflix. So uh, immediately it's not going to be as big as it possibly no, could No, right. Have been. Yeah. There's an audience similar to Clerks where it was. Clerks? Yeah. A clerics where <laughs> the there was, uh, wasn't it? Our. Well, yeah, it's not, it it's not as extreme as that, but it's probably, it does, it's not Triple a year. X. This wouldn't this, be a year. This isn't porn. I mean, it's, it, it is nothing that I wouldn't show, you know. I wouldn't any... show it to say your youngest. It's, it is violent. What, what age would you say? Like seven up though? I, I think, think uh, eight, you know, eight, nine, eight. ten, you know. Yeah. Mine are eight and eleven. Right. And they were fine. With they it. were fine. Yeah. It, it's horses for Saying courses, that, isn't it? I mean, likes different... the Meg. Oh. Yeah, right. well, that's great. That's I would say if you're a nerd and you're a buy Teela's story or mm. um, <laughs> you're a fucking your loser. lack yeah. of He-Man in yeah. this, you know, just you really are stop and sit back and just remember this is just about a fucking toy commercial <laughs> yeah. thing and it doesn't matter that much. And just actually, if you pay attention, there's a really interesting story going yeah. on that's maybe not the one you wanted and to it, see, but it's something else. Yeah, and, um, and, you could... and you'll get plenty of He-Man in his pants pounding shit by the end of the season i guarantee you no not this seat not the ones that are released mm. i guarantee when the next lot come out there'll be a load of he-man in it and you'll be they'd be good it'd be good if they He-Man. just said no actually we're going to keep annoying you because that's the sort of thing i would do yeah say, oh you don't like that you're going to get more of it forever. you fucking yeah. twat yeah, yeah. yeah go and watch 300 you'll, you'll like it you <laughs> no i know this is going to be tila's story that's how episode one it's... finishes it's absolutely clear like mm. but it'll be fine and tila is sarah michelle geller and she's fucking rad you know tila is it in episode two where she has like a traveling companion? Yeah. Is there a relationship there? So, Why, do you think they were going to let off? Yeah, I thought so. I think that was, I was implied. I was, yeah, I thought there was an implied relationship yeah. there, but also there was like a weird longing from Teela of Prince Adam. Was, yeah. yeah, well, she could be bi. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So is it going to turn into a complex love story? Brotherfucker. Yeah. Is it going to turn into a complex story where one... Oh. Against the a other. love triangle, and then Orko basically turns into <laughs> he films a films it all, fucking with Battle Cat. Jeez, maybe um, maybe it is only found on the adult one. Eh? I'm listening because that is a hell of a plot twist. Yeah, I think Shira was a bit more overt with yeah, its LGBT plus. Of oh, it's huge relationships yeah, 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 than yeah. this was. So this was a bit more um, secret, sort of cartoonish, secret yeah. finger banging. I like, I like it. Yeah, I love this. It was fantastic. And yeah, it was um, also based on a true story, a bit like Simple Favor, wasn't it, Dan? <laughs> so the only, it does seem the only true bit of a Simple Favor was the fact that it was. It I wasn't can't believe true. you didn't even Google that. That's um, like... <laughs> no, I, I can't believe they put it on. It's a true it was, story. It didn't like, oh, seem yeah, to true. be like. Fargo, also not a true story. Oh, really? Mm, and yeah. Home Alone? True story. Right. Good. I would leave that fucker at home. Yeah. That has long. already been nominated for last week's and this yeah. week's. Yeah. It's a given. <laughs>
That was good. True story related content. Mm, all, of it, all of it was <laughs> true. Every last bit of it was true. Only yeah. the names um, and places and people and plots were changed to protect the innocent. Yeah. yeah. Our audience should do us a simple favour of recommending us to someone else or leaving us a review. Is that yeah, true? they absolutely should. Is that a true story? Yeah. 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 And abusing us on Twitter at dads underscore dot yeah. what or if they want to co- dot UK. <laughs> Call 0871 632 741 postcode. Yeah. Well, shout out while we're talking about social media and and things. We've got Instagram, we've got Twitter, and we've got a website, I guess. And a website. We have a website. Bebo, MySpace. We need to get on TikTok, I think. Yeah. no, I yeah, draw yeah. the line. I've, I've just I've just started on Instagram. I've just started. You've so got a I'm splinter Dan cell. Dan BDFR, and you can no, it's not even Dan, is it? I yeah, think it is. I think it's Dan BDFR. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's Dan at BDFR London Hellier is. Oh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Memorable. Yeah. So if you can find him, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but we're going to have some nominations for next week, Riggs. I think you've masterminded something. Yes. Yeah. It's a subject where you'll see as I go through. So the top five is going to be top five movie bicycles. Okay. Ooh, I like a ride. The movie is going to be the 2017 documentary Icarus. Okay. And the it won the. It's a film. It was released in that time. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the, the a documentary though. Yeah. Is that the first one we've done? Yeah, I was going to do top five documentaries when we did documentaries, but I've somehow done it. But it's what I wanted to do this week on a bike. Right. The, okay. Yeah. 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 So we'll go for Icarus and then Ricky Zoom is okay. the bike that related on? Netflix content. So as previously begged, please do ask someone else to list, recommend us to a friend or even a family member and leave a review and a subscribe and all that. If you've got a junky twin, get them to sign up. Anyone yeah. you don't like. Yeah. But all that remains is to say, Sidey, signing out. Dan's gone. I always wonder what would happen if I didn't say anything. No, not a lot. Bye-bye. Harry, goodbye. <laughs>